Hello and welcome. Thank you for listening. My name is Renee Sills. I'm a consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and host of the Embodied Astrology podcast. Embodied Astrology is a multidimensional learning space where we explore the many ways that astrology manifests through our lives and in our world, and we play with the synthesis and application of astrology with other modalities, including those in the realms of art, healing, and activism. If you enjoy what you hear, Please support this work by sharing our podcasts and horoscopes with your friends and networks, making a one-time donation, or signing up for one of our memberships, and make sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platforms. You can also follow us on Instagram, at Embodied Astrology. Gabs, welcome back to the Embodied Astrology podcast. I'm excited to be here again. (laughs) Um, I was thinking as I was preparing for our conversation today that we have been working together for four years now. Is that right? Wow. Yes. Since 2019. Um, And I know that for me, working with you has been such a cool experience for so many reasons, but one of them is that your your skill and your curiosity with photography and now with AI also and mm. how you work with portraiture has been a place where I have been able to explore ideas about how astrology looks archetypally. Mm. And you and I just, I think we have great chemistry and we've looked at our composite and our sinistry charts <laughs> and it's like, I think we, we get each other in, in some ways and it feels like you understand what I mean instinctually when I talk about things and that the, for me, the way that you visualize uh, astrological archetypal imagery often like teaches me about it you know and it it mm-hmm. has just felt like this really cool exchange yeah and i would add that for me it also looks so fun and i think i've said you this many times but like this is what i can imagine when someone is like uh work with something that you love and you'll never work again mm-hmm. i mean like i'm working <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure i'm working but it's just like so fun and I think it it brings a lot of things that I love. Yeah. You know, including you. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I love working with you. So yeah, it's like it's creative and it's it's art and it's astrology and it's friendship. So mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that way too. And I'm thinking about like our leo aquarius placements in Mm -hmm. our charts your aries rising right yes i have that right right okay in my mind for yes i forgot (laughs) so we're we're both fire sign rising people so gaps is aries rising i'm leo rising and um we both have important leo and aquarius placements and so for me it's in my first and seventh and for gaps it's in their fifth and eleventh yes and we met back in 2019 through our mutual mentor, Melissa Michaels. And Melissa kind of match made us. And um, 
basically introduced you to me as like my sibling. (laughs) 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 And I totally had that feeling, you know, I think we have, I think our age difference is like eight or nine years. Yeah, eight years. Yeah. And I feel like the first minute I saw you, I kind of recognized something in you. And over the years of getting to know you and working together, I really appreciate how much we align on the like the ways that we both insist on living a creative life, even though we have mm-hmm. to work at jobs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like yes. that was part of like my initial like instinct, you know, and, and feeling of kinship with you where I was like, oh, Gabs does not conform. They don't mm. conform to the group. They don't conform to the schedule. They are on their own. <laughs> They're on their own path. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, I feel that. <laughs> I you know, really I, that. I just remember that when you uh, called me to work with you, I was like, wow, I'm kind of like surprised because you've seen my chart. And you're like, yes, that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like part of the puzzle of being creatively self-employed is that you always have to be doing a lot of synthesis and back and forth. And especially as artists who want to work on our own terms, you know, and so I think that for both of us, that means not being entirely reliant on other people, like being able to generate our own, our own work in some way. Um, there's this kind of creative hacking of business that I feel like we're both doing. Mm -hmm. And then because we're working together with astrology, it's been really fun to feel how that, how that plays out. And I think particularly in the realms of, you know, visual content and astrology, we've collaborated a lot there, but you've been so present at a lot of, I mean, all of the embodied astrology programming pretty much for the last few years, you've been studying astrology really deeply on your own. You've, um, you know, been reading, we've been mentoring, you've been starting to read charts. And I feel like a lot of our conversations now get to kind of, it's like we have this shorthand lingo for astrology, you know, and it's so useful because instead of trying to explain things in this long roundabout way that the English language kind of forces you to do, mm-hmm. we just have astro code and then we totally know what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, all of that leads me to say that I'm really excited that you are going to be teaching your first series with Embodied Astrology. It feels like a major, I don't know, moment of like graduation and yes. like, yeah, significant <laughs> kind of moment in, in your journey with astrology and our journey working together. And so you're going to be teaching a four part series with Embodied Astrology over the course of Leo season, basically starting the day after Leo season begins on Sundays, on the sun's day, Leo's ruled by the sun, and you're looking at the cardinal angles in the chart, which are really important, practical, locational markers in a chart. They, uh, they basically describe what you're looking at spatially, and an astrology chart is a map of the sky or uh, the kind of celestial configuration 
from the point of view of a particular place on earth at a particular moment in time. And so what the cardinal angles show you is basically the time of day. What kind of light is on the Eastern horizon? Uh, therefore, what kind of light is on the, the Western or setting side, the ascendant and the descendant. And then the zenith and the nadir, which are kind of the highest point of the sun's arc that day. And then the placement of the sun at midnight, so the opposite side of the planet. And the cardinal angles have a huge amount of importance in an astrology chart. Um, they begin what are called the cardinal houses, um, which are in some ways a description of the cross of matter, um, a coming into being here in a corporeal form. And the angles themselves really are as important as planets. So when we're reading charts, uh, we're often, you know, people are talking about their big three and that includes the rising sign, but a lot of times people are thinking more about zodiac signs and planets um, and not necessarily thinking about the cardinal angles or the houses. And the angles and the houses really set up the personal experience of the astrology because that's kind of what they're talking about is how the body is coming into being and where in the life astrology is happening. So Gab's your series is going to explore the angles through photography and self-portraiture. Yes. And you are, along with being um, EA's visual content director, coordinator person, and, you know, friend and <laughs> everything you are here, you're also an amazing photographer. And you're going to realize astrology through photography as a kind of offering of teaching. Do you want to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, that and like how, how it is to be a photographer who is an astrologer and an astrologer who's a photographer and how they go together for you? Mm. Wow, that's a bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t do with that question what you want. You will. No, no, that's, that's great. <laughs> I really want to talk about something that I learned while, while I was preparing this class is that, you know, like I was um, thinking about examples and I couldn't not think about my own example when thinking about like self-portraiture. And I was bringing like prompts for people to work with their um, ascendant, descendant. And one thing that fascinated me was that I do a lot of self-portraiture, but I don't really... Um, put much effort in like planning ahead mm. and you know like this is totally my air is rising speaking and like <laughs> <laughs> my air is rising speaking and you know like Mars in the fifth house um, and this is how I, I like to create like quick you know like I have an idea I'm gonna you know put my idea here and it's done Mm -hmm. um, but it made me think about really how I create and other forms of creating. So, for example, we were talking about like having this important planet in Leo and Aquarius, and then I have like Saturn in Aquarius, for example. And I was just thinking about like how I need to like pace my Mars 
sometimes mm. and really take my time. And maybe mm. this is like what I need. So although, for example, and I'm bringing the class again, but, you know, back and forth. But although I'm, I'm really talking about like the cardinal angles, it's astrology. We can go forever. You know, like you can think about like your rising sign and um, the ruling planet and like the aspects and really, really go forever. But then when I think about astrology and photography, I think we talked about this in the other episode that I participated. But then I have like, for example, that yacht from Neptune in Capricorn and Pluto in Scorpio pointing to my Mercury in the third house in Gemini. Mm. And I think this really talks a lot about like how I do my photography. And sometimes, <clears throat> you know, like working with other trans people and really like uh, making projects in this sphere, but also like talking about my own experience as a trans person. Mm. And sometimes like the astrology is not really emphasized. Like it, it's not really like you can't really see when I'm talking about photography, but it's always there. I always have the notion that it's there and how it's influencing me. Mm. Or for example, now, now that I'm working with AI, it's not really much about photography because it's, it's image uh, generated through uh, artificial intelligence. But there's a lot to do with like um, astrology because I'm using the Pluto and Aquarius transit um, to work with this. So I'm more and more thinking about like how to integrate those mm. things um, and I think like this um, this workshop series is like one of the best integrations <laughs> that I've ever made in my life so I'm pretty happy that this is happening <laughs> I'm happy that this is happening <laughs> um, what do you what does that feel like like how is this a good integration? What have you been learning and what have you been noticing and preparing and researching? I think the major thing is that I know more than I think I know. <laughs> there is a lot to say there, but, you know, just being raised as a girl, you know, it's just like not trusting. Um, mm. I feel it's not trusting my knowledge can be mm. shared sometimes mm. and yeah besides like knowing that I know <laughs> I also I'm very self-aware of being a Gemini this is <laughs> <laughs> because it's like I was telling you the other day I just entered this all these rabbit holes and like just starting like research about a lot of people and then I have to decide which people that I'm going to bring and like which arts and what do I want to say and I, you know, like being able to focus on like, I don't know, talking about the descendant of someone and not talking about like all these other things that are right. happening in their chart. It's very <laughs> difficult for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's like you yeah. said, you know, that the um, 
the charts are tapestries. And so if you pick up mm -hmm. one thread, it's going to lead you everywhere else. Yes. And it's hard. It's hard to stay. Yeah. And, and you know, like people are so complex and, and I just, I love um, knowing more. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this is what I'm, I'm talking about, like the Gemini thing. Um, and also one thing that is interesting that is happening for me is that sometimes I do have a lot of uh, difficulties in making my own research in terms of photography as a self-taught photographer. I, you know, and the internet is so vast and there's so much information. Sometimes it's hard for me to focus on like, what do I want to learn? Mm. And now I have this container of like, well, I, I can't go so wide on this research because I have this um, timeline, you know, mm. and I have this deadline also mm. to have this done. Yeah. Um, so it's been very interesting to understand what are the things that bring my attention. Mm. Yeah, I find that, I mean, I think a lot of people find that teaching is such a great way to learn something. Mm -hmm. And at Embodied Astrology, part of the ethos of the space is around uh, co-learning and experiential learning and also transmission and, and a kind of communally generated practice around astrological meaning. And, you know, I guess one of the reasons I'm really excited to take your series for myself is that I am really camera shy. Like I'm a, Le mm -hmm. I'm a double Leo and I'm super, super camera shy. And everybody thinks Leos just want to be out there having their picture taken left and right. And you point a camera at me and I, I want to knock it out of your hands. <laughs> you know, cause yes. you're trying to take pictures of me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but I do experience more ease and enjoyment uh, when I can take my own picture and I've started yes. to play around with that a little bit with video and so I'm really excited to take your class because I don't know anything about photography really and you know just on an artistic creative level you're going to be teaching us basic photography skills plus you know you're going to have little bits on editing and post-production and lighting and angle and mood. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's that. Then I'm excited to be, like you said, given a container for a creative exploration, because for me, sometimes I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to take a picture of myself? <laughs> yes. I'm a devil Leo. I want some good pictures of myself, but yes. I hate it when people take pictures of me. How am I supposed to get this picture? And then having a, you know, a artistic prompt, exploratory prompt mm -hmm. for me feels like, oh, that container actually gives a lot of 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 support for creation and it helps me think about um things that I wouldn't think about otherwise. Um but then this you know, this route of your synthesis and how, you know, you're going to hold the space to guide people into the exploration of the angles will inevitably produce something that is totally new within the realms of astrology. Because <laughs> it's this, you know, it's this kind of creative synthesis and it's also highlighting 
you know, your particular voice, which is a trans voice and a Brazilian voice and a, um, you know, a photographer's voice and a voice of a person who lives in the Southern Hemisphere and um, many, many other aspects of your voice, you know, bringing that into your lineage and study of astrology. So anyway, all that to say, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to take your class and I'm wondering if you might Tell us a little bit about the four sessions uh, individually and kind of, um, yeah, like what you're thinking about, maybe what the angles are and um, just little, little snapshots, haha, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> little snapshots into the uh, realm of like what's going on for you in this planning. Yeah, sure. Um, one thing that is interesting is that I'm in my ninth house perfection year. Mm. Just saying, um, and I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, so it's going to be four um, meetings um, on Zoom. So they're going to be recorded for people that can't attend. It's important too. Um, and during these four Sundays, um, on each Sunday, I'm going to, as I said, um, bring something about photography and um, an angle of the chart. We will start with the AC, then the IC, then the DC, and then the Midheaven. So, for instance, on the first Sunday, we're going to um, talk about the Ascendant and, you know, the light and mood the light that emanates from each person, but also like like a filter that the person sees the world, you know? Mm. So for example, I was born at 1.50 a.m. So there was no sunlight. And then I have like all my particularities around like how I feel um, during this time, for example. I'm also going to bring like, light and shadow and how to play with light and shadow while doing portraits or self-portraits. Um, but then like the ascendant is also important because <clears throat> it gives us the other angles. So the descendant, which is going to be like our third encounter, um, is like what is in opposition with the ascendant. So in the first encounter, we're going to talk about like... Um, how we see ourselves, you know, like how we see, um, you know, like this filter that we see the world, um, how we sense ourselves, like our bodies, our physical appearance. And as I said, this light that we are emanating. Um, I'm going to bring some examples of like my own self-portraits, um, but I'm going to bring some examples of other people that I love their work. We're also going to do like this crowdsourcing that I think it's going to be really fun to do about like how to represent each of these major angles. I'm going to bring some chart examples, um, which is interesting because it's really hard to find like mm. people that I love and like chart examples because I need their correct birth time. And I remember once that I heard someone saying that if you don't have the houses, it's almost like having nothing. Mm. <laughs> and this is how I felt. I was like, wow, this is amazing, you know, to have this chart, but I don't have the houses. So, right. you know, it doesn't work. 
Um, I'm going to bring some chart examples of random people too, because why not? <laughs> it's Gemini, you know, we have to skim like everything, like everything. There is information everywhere. Um, and then on the second encounter, we're going to talk about the IC, which is like, as you said, like the midnight point. So it's kind of like what we are made of. So it's known as the subterranean place. And I have this sense of like, I just have this phrase that I love about the ICs, like trust your gut. You know, mm. it's it's much more like feeling what it is and then like thinking what it is. Mm. Um, and it's also, it's like what shaped us as we were growing up like the experiences, the type of like environment, um, the private life and like, you know, like the subterranean place, but like what we see, it's not like, it's not, it's hidden from the others, but not like from ourselves. Um, so it's like, you know, the bizarre stuff that we do when we are alone. <laughs> <laughs> And I love this part, you know, like I'm like, I, I'm sure I've explored this with myself portraiture and I'm really looking forward to, you know, explore more because I will be taking like the prompts too. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is funny because it's like, it's, it's one of the most difficult ones to bring examples because I'm talking mm. about like hidden stuff, right? You know, so how will I bring examples from famous people? Um, and I thought about some famous people that have their private lives, um, you know. Mm. But some of them I couldn't even find their birth um, information at the time. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> mm. um, but I I have some good examples to talk about this. And we're also going to see some composition. Um, so composition is like the structure of, a, of a photographs and the elements that are arranged, um, what we include and don't include. Um, and this is funny and tricky because it's like, it's consciously thinking about the, the, the message that we want to transmit, but we are talking about like, trusting our gut so I'm curious to see like how we can play with this and then on the third encounter we're gonna talk about the descendant that I said is like the opposite of the ascendant and descendant is more like the one-to-one relationships and I like to think about like how how we think it's not so much as like how we think of ourselves, but how we think the others think about ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. How how we we are actually like presenting, but not like presenting to the world as we would do with the MC. But like, you know, when you are like with two friends and then one friend leaves and then you feel like you're a bit different than mm-hmm. you were with the two friends were there. <laughs> so we are always like, we have like all these um, thin little masks that we play a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so 
I'm super excited because yeah, as I was preparing the class, I was like, wow, having all these insights about my Libra descendant. Okay, what were you? Yes, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was realizing, you know, like I remember one time my partner said, like, you have this voice to talk with other people. Mm. I'm like what? <laughs> and she was like yeah like you talk with this voice with me and then you have like this other voice to talk to other people and totally. I was like oh my god yes totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started like paying attention to my gestures you know like in my expressions and like how I how my how is my posture when I'm talking to specific people um and uh you know how this very a bit depending on the intimacy level that I have with these people. Mm. So, so we're also gonna see a bit about gestures and photography and self-portraiture. And I'm gonna bring some examples also about like painting because there's a lot of self-portraiture with painting that I think it's interesting. Mm. Um, and then we're going to talk about the MC on our last encounter. And with the MC, um, as I said, it's much more like really our public selfies. So, for example, right now, you know, like this is a very public thing that we are doing here because this is going to be for everyone to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, although there is like this... Um, this one-to-one as we are talking <clears throat> but it's really like how we project ourselves you know right it's like the most visible part of ourselves this is how i think this this comes much more like um it's much more clear for us mm. you know it's much more we think much more about this than we mm-hmm. would do with the descendant, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you and I are having a, co- a one-on-one conversation, but we're both aware that the conversation is to share on a podcast. Yes, exactly. And so we're Which speaking is... in, a, in, a, yeah. in a way that's for the public, yeah. Yeah, and it's very different when we are speaking, you know, right. <laughs> just you and me. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and, and just to finish this, and then we're going to talk a bit about, like, aesthetics and... You know, there will be other parts of like camera angles and post editing. And in the beginning of each session, we're going to see like, sh- we'll be able to share a bit like of the photography that we did. Um, but we will also have this space on Circle to share like what we were thinking, what like the portraitures that we did. Right. Yeah. So we'll have time every class to have a little bit of like show and tell, little sharing. And then um, the space on Circle is the Embodied Astrology virtual community space. And so anybody who signs up for the class will also have access to the virtual space where we will have a kind of ongoing larger gallery. And um, yeah, lots of opportunities to share and kind of comment on each other's work and stuff like that. Um, I felt really excited listening to you, 
you know, thinking about these different aspects of the self and um, the title of your series is Self in Four Directions. And I was really, really feeling that, you know, as you were talking, how my own postural awareness was changing. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you were talking about the ascendant and then the IC, like these two points that are maybe more personal in contrast to the descendant and the midheaven, which are more relationally oriented, exterior versus interior, self versus other, or not maybe versus, but in balance of. Yeah, yeah, it was really, you know, I was really feeling how much of a vibe shift there is for me (laughs) when I come into (laughs) relationship. And, and when I'm, you know, with either just my own company or in the company of people who I know really well. And I was having flashes kind of go through my head of how I imagine that I look, you know, in certain, (laughs) in certain moments. And the, yeah, the appreciation again of learning astrology in more applied ways or like in the synthesis of two modalities was coming up because more than a concept, you know, astrology in its origin is actually directly speaking to an embodied experience and vibe shifts, you know, ways of being and ways of expression from the earthly and uh, elemental realms. Yeah. Um, I think the, the ability to see your chart actually manifesting through your own enactment (laughs) is really profound. Um, as you've been thinking about what you're going to teach in each class and the prompts that you're going to be giving, I know you said you're going to do the exercises with us, but I imagine that you've already been kind of imagining into them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you share anything about like how you are feeling the vibe shift between the angles and kind of what's standing out to you as as remarkable and you always already mentioned some but um yeah I'm curious kind of from your own experience like what is coming up or as you've been looking at chart examples um what's been elicited for you in terms of an embodied recognition or that kind of aha oh that you know oh that feeling Mm -hmm. uh kind of learning of astrology well I was thinking of course, I'm thinking <laughs> about myself all the time while I'm preparing this. I'm like, oh, oh this makes sense, you know. Um, and one thing is that I've never, I don't feel I've, I've ever thought so much about my my own self-portraiture and the ways that I relate and, and um, behave mm. as I've been now that I'm preparing this class. Um, so, for example when I was talking about like my Libra descendant, it's interesting because I've sometimes I've had the feeling like, well, you know, like I'm at an Aries rising. I have everything in my hand to be like the person that will quickly respond to something and be very bold and be very like, um, you know, like saying the truth and like, doesn't matter what you think. This is what I think. But often what happens in a situation where I'm confronted I'm like, that's okay. Yes, sure. You know, mm. like, and then I have like this very 
Libra feeling of like just wanting things to be in peace <laughs> and like mm. really not wanting to like get in an argument with someone. Um, and this is something that I've been really thinking about, like the ascendant and this the descendant, like how I feel myself and how do I, why, how, how do I think about myself, but then like how do I really act and like mm. what are people thinking about me? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> and the other thing that I was thinking is that when someone really knows me, like really, really knows me, someone that is living with me, for example, they know I'm like really, how can I say this <laughs> in a way that is not ruining my reputation? No, I'm kidding. You know, like <laughs> I really have this Cancerian vibes, you know, like this is my, I see, this is like, I really want to be cozy and I have this voice that I will talk to you <laughs> and all of these things. And, you know, my moon is there. So it's really about like nurturing and being nurtured. But then like, if you just know me in like this more like broad situations where there is a lot of people, mm. my like my um, MC is in Capricorn, mm-hmm. and then like it's kind of like I have like this gothic dark vibes, you know. I, know. I was I was <laughs> yeah. you have a, a barbed wire tattoo on your neck. It's like yes, it's exactly. anything to the opposite of just like. Oh. Oh, yes <laughs> and then like and uranus is there too you know and so it's yes yes um <laughs> this is where i'm like oh my reputation um <laughs> your reputation is gonna get soft <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was just thinking about like even like the self-awareness that i'm having while preparing the class and how do i bring this also to people for example, ideas to work with, I see would include really like what I said before, like what do you look like when no one is looking, but also like what do you look like when you're with someone that is really intimate, let's say um, a family member that you know you have a good relationship with, or even that you don't have a good relationship with, that you grow mm-hmm. up with, or um, someone like a, someone that shaped you as a mm. kid you know like an ancestor or like a family member but also like i like to think about like an- an- ancestors not only like blood but also like what are my queer ancestors while with the mc i would be looking much more like um you know as i said like <laughs> how do i how do i present what is my adult self? Let's say like your IC would be like your child self and your MC would be like your adult self. Um, what is like this public image that I'm trying to present or that people, even like people know me for and people told me like, oh, I think you're like this. Mm-hmm. Well, with the descendant, it would be much more like I will ask someone like a friend, you know, like, what do you think about me? Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll, take some notes about like what they said and try to portray this um because because like the mc and the descendant are much more relational i think it's interesting to like ask someone to help you or even like make a a portrait with someone you know um while while the ascendant it's much more like what do you feel you are when you're like in these relations 
that yeah that all makes that all makes so much sense and i'm i'm excited to think about um when you were talking about the ic i was feeling um the prompt of trying to see myself you know through the eyes of an ancestor who loves me mm. and yeah that just felt incredibly healing <laughs> you yeah. know and a, a real contrast to the way that i often see myself when i'm trying to take a picture of myself mm. Mm. um you know and as as a leo rising person i definitely feel kind of image conscious but i'm a venus and virgo person and so mm-hmm. um you know i'm someone who's definitely a little self-critical to say the least and yeah the the perspective shift of oh i could see myself through these loving eyes yeah. is so profound thank you for that yeah you know and um, also like when when it's difficult for us to imagine we can also you know like we can't forget to bring astrology into this right so um so if it's hard for me or if i don't know so much about astrology or even if it's hard for me to like imagine <clears throat> what is my public self let's say i can i can look to keywords for capricorn and mm. just see like what resonates with me mm. and then mm-hmm. like really try to represent that and my objective with this like i i really hope we can make more than one self-portrait at each class because like with we can use more than one prompt because mm-hmm. then we can like if i if i use like the <clears throat> keywords for libra and then I see like what my friend, let's say, told, you know, said about how how I interact. Um, and then I use this to do a self-portrait. I can really compare and see like, hmm, this resonates more. Or, mm. well, I thought I was more like this, but now I'm seeing mm. people think right, right. about me like this, you know. Yeah. I could also see how, you know, I feel like, part of the process of learning astrology is learning to see yourself or being Mm -hmm. able to see yourself in new ways. And um, for folks who are beginners with astrology, because you definitely don't need to know anything about astrology to begin with, uh, to do the class. I mean, it's very much an all levels class. I think anybody at any place in their astrology career or journey would find it um, informative, but um, just the process of gathering keywords is so exciting with astrology, you know, to be getting this collection of words and images that then give you the feeling of the vibe and help articulate it. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, thinking about midheaven placements, I think for me, it's been really important to feel into my midheaven when I feel into my personal style And, you know, because I can feel into my descendant and get into this thing where I'm like, what do I think other people want me to look like? Mm -hmm. What do do other people like? But then if I feel into my midheaven, I get this immediate connection to, okay, this is my path in the world. Like, this is the way I want to bring myself out there. And how do I need to dress for that? (laughs) yes you know and I have a late Aries midheaven and um (laughs) I I was you know I was sharing this with you when we were kind of earlier discussing the class but for me when I really embraced like oh I have a late Aries midheaven 
I basically need to be in sporty chic all the time. Like, (laughs) like I'm on my way to Taurus. I want nice clothes. I want to feel comfortable. I'm concerned with the quality of the fabric and it needs to feel good and stuff like that. But I also need to feel like I could run. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know or like I don't know squat that's down perfect. and stretch or like lift up something heavy you know? like that's so I gotta perfect. be kind of Aries <laughs> yeah and I feel like the the Capricorn midheaven it's something like well I have like all this wardrobe that is like black all black all mm-hmm. black but then I have the Uranus there which is like sometimes I'll have some strange clothes and I will wear them Right. And then I will never wear them for one year. And then I'll wear them again. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really about, you know, like aesthetics and like going out there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I don't know, working with the angles is also, um, it feels like it can help clarify and resolve the conflict that emerges sometimes between you know, the ways we perceive ourselves and our notion of self and how distorted that becomes in relationships. Yes. Oh my God. You know, and it can feel so hard to be inside that where you're like, but, (laughs) but, but why, why am I coming across like this? Or why am I getting that kind of response? Or, you know, this feeling of this is who I know myself to be. And this is how I feel myself out in the world or being responded to or being treated or something. And, and then to, kind of get that sense of the self in four directions of like oh I have different modes of being yeah and I can lean into them you know yeah by choice at different times and appreciate when they need to come out or when they're coming out yeah and even like well if I'm if I notice that I'm being like not my ascendant ever in my relationships how can I bring a bit you know like of this to my relationships because right. you know like because if you're if you're being just your descendant when you're relating it means like you're not feeling your sense of self there that's right that's right and the opposite you know like i don't know I, i'm thinking about my ascendant descendant and part of the dance that i feel as a a leo aquarius person and I can totally get into, like you're saying, like my descendant place and then feel like I'm out in the periphery. I can be, Mm. um, I can feel like an alien sometimes in social circumstances. I often feel like an outsider. Um, Like I mentioned, I can be very camera shy. I have a lot of um, aversion in some ways to group dynamics, even though I'm constantly compelled to them because Aquarius. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, and you know, I, I do kind of project myself out to a larger public. And so there's like this visibility feeling, but if I start to feel that too much, I'll, I'll really go into like a cold, distant feeling place. And I've often, it happened more when I was younger, you know, I'd hear from people that they thought I was like really standoffish or even Mm. rude, or I didn't like them or something where my experience was actually that I was uh, having a kind of intense social anxiety, you know, and feeling mm-hmm. uh, really self-conscious and shy. And so when I'm feeling like that, you know, having more awareness of my ascendant descent, then when I'm feeling like that, I just, I do like Leo medicine somatics, you know, like 
my heart, my spine, my love nature. Mm. I imagine sunflowers. I try and like visualize the sun. Um, But then the other way around too, because, you know, Leo can be very self-absorbed and um, especially in my one-on-one partnerships, you know, again, with people that I live with sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I'm like, this is my way. I'm doing my thing. I'm Leo, <laughs> la, 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 meow. And then I'm like, <laughs> you know, I have to balance it. I have to get out of my own head and um, into the into the constellation of relationships that I'm a part of all the time because <laughs> they, yeah. I need to for my own well-being. <laughs> yeah, the balance is so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gabs, before we end, I did want to just clarify for folks who are listening, who are worried that they don't have their birth time, um, because we have been talking about Mm -hmm. uh, the importance of the rising sign. And so the rising sign is determined by what time you were born. And so there's a lot of reasons why people might not have their birth time. And if you don't have your birth time, um, there's a couple of options for this series one option is to just use your sun sign and to use a kind of whole sign solar chart which is basically what i do with with horoscopes or what any astrologer would do with horoscopes um Mm -hmm. and so for example if you're a taurus sign if you were born in the season of taurus then we would just place uh the the first degree of taurus on the ascendant and you could explore your chart like that And I will say that astrology is a holographic, symbolic, and magical language. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can enter into the mystical revealing landscape of astrology through multiple portals. And you will get so much just from that. Yeah. It's difficult for people that don't know you to get to, you know, like, um, some truths about you. So if someone is trying to, you know, um, understand your astrology and don't have your birth chart, your um, birth time, it's going to be difficult, but, you know, you know yourself. So that's right. <laughs> it, yeah, you can al- always rely on this. That's right. And that, that leads to what I was going to say is a second option, which might be for somebody who's a little bit more advanced with astrology, Um, Because you could do a creative chart rectification practice with this class, and that could be super interesting, um, which is basically to play with the angles in relationship to what you think your rising sign might be. Um, So for example, if I didn't know um, somebody's birth time, my first clue would be to look at their face. (laughs) um a lot of times people's facial structures actually present their rising sign and if you look at my face you know i'm a leo rising person i literally have a lion's mane of hair um (laughs) i have high cheekbones i have a somewhat feline looking face actually (laughs) a lot of leo rising people actually kind of look like cats Gabs has an Aries ascendant. Um, Aries often has a very penetrating gaze. Um, They get this like kind of look about them where they look like they're about to do something bad. (laughs) (laughs) They look like they're about to bite somebody. (laughs) It's true. I I always, people always think I'm mad at something. (laughs) I'm just thinking. I'm just there thinking. (laughs) Right, 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 right. 
Yeah. So if you don't know your birth time, um, what you might do in preparation for this class is do a Google search for physical attributes of rising signs, and you're going to find stuff. There are several astrologers who have done studies and examples. And then remember that astrology is vast and not everything is for everybody. And so just go through the lists and see as a whole, if you can find signs that resonate pretty closely for you, because not every word is going to match, but you know, the one, the ones that feel the closest enough and then bring it to class, you know, and start to play with the idea. And so if you're, if you're thinking like, oh, you know, maybe I'm a Gemini rising, but maybe I'm a Libra rising. And I don't know, you know, there's similar qualities to both. I don't know which one I am. Well, that's going to change your chart wheel dramatically. And if you are a Gemini rising and have Virgo on your IC and Pisces on your midheaven, that's very different than being a Libra rising and having Capricorn on your IC mm -hmm. and Cancer on your midheaven. There might be similarities, but when we work through the kind of qualitative energetics of what these places are describing, it might actually really help you whittle down and get more of an, a specific idea of your rising sign. Yeah. So Gabs, um, is there anything else you wanna let the listeners know about about your class or about anything else you're up to before we end today? Mm, I think the only thing is that, you know, this is something um, for us to have fun. So, yeah. you know, like there is no need to try to be like, I don't know, like um, make like this huge efforts to do something that is not possible. <laughs> You know, like, mm -hmm. it's just, like, having fun and seeing what happens and um, letting this, like, letting fun be a tool for learning and not, like, the opposite. We're not, like, trying to learn to have fun. We're just trying to have fun to learn. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and this, it, you know, like, this will also happen during a Venus retrograde. And there is a lot to learn about, like, who we are and how we present ourselves and like you know like what are the things that we want to change in aesthetics mm. yeah i'm so glad you said that we didn't even talk about the astrology yeah. while this is happening <laughs> which is part of why it's happening when it's happening throughout yeah. leo season venus is going to be retrograde the whole time in leo yeah. and everybody has leo in their chart somewhere you got you to gotta take the class and <laughs> figure it out and work with it. Um, but you might already know. But everybody already has Leo in their chart. And Leo as an energy has a lot to do with your self-expression, self-actualization. And Venus as an energy has a lot to do with your personal style, with your aesthetics, uh, with the way that you kind of emanate, radiate, your energy and your vibe and also like attraction, you know, and, yeah. and uh, the reflections of your attractions. So um, this is a great time to do the RE prefix with those themes. So you can like revamp your style and restyle your hair <laughs> and re <laughs> research your personal style um, to refine it, etc. 
this um, would be great. Can you imagine someone like changing their hair for like every class? Yes, I can. <laughs> I really hope that person comes to the class. Yes, please come. If you're listening to this and you're oh like, I'm into this, please come. Please. Oh my gosh. Anybody <laughs> out there who's really into wigs and you're like, I have perfect wigs for all my angles. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Well, Gabs, it's been a pleasure to talk to you as always. Thank you so much for being part of Embodied Astrology and for teaching this class. Thank you so much for inviting me. And yeah, I'm really excited. Um, thank you for making this space that is, you know, not only for teaching, but for really learning and mm. having fun. Like this, <laughs> these are my words, learning and <laughs> having fun. Yay! <laughs> Fire sign rising. <laughs> yes. Well, folks who are listening, you can find more information on Gab's class in the show notes and at embodiedastrology.com. And as Gab said, if you can't attend the live classes, you can find the recordings. This series is an evergreen embodied astrology series. So even though it's coming out in Leo season with Venus retrograde, it's going to be a great class anytime, forever and ever, as long as we're learning <laughs> astrology. So you should definitely take yes. it. All right. Thanks, Gab. Thank you. Embodied Astrology has so much other stuff going on, and our podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. In our memberships, we also offer a variety of transformational, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers, weekly Embodied Astrology movement and meditation classes, a monthly conversation and tea time sharing space, study groups, and more. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and follow us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or make a one-time donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening.